Happy Monday, everybody. My name is Brandon Rosa, and welcome to episode 227 of the Xbox in 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. Every Monday, this podcast covers new game releases, the previous week's gaming news, and we all learn an Xbox-related fun fact together. The show is on YouTube and podcast services around the world, so please do me a favor, subscribe to your favorite, and leave a review if you like the show. Xboxin10.com, no numbers, is your quick source for links to all of our podcast destinations and social media profiles, which you can follow at Xboxin10. To start, let's talk game releases. The big games out last week included EA Sports Football Club 24, Cocoon, and Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. The games coming out this week include Blossom Tales 2, The Minotaur Prince, Assassin's Creed Mirage, and NHL 24. Now into last week's biggest news stories, and in a slower week, we have six to cover. Number one, FTC proceeding with challenge against Microsoft's Activision Blizzard deal. Sean Carey at True Achievements writes, The FTC is not backing down when it comes to Microsoft's $69 billion takeover of Activision Blizzard. After a pause in the summer, the regulator has announced that it will proceed with its in-house trial against the acquisition. The decision comes after a U.S. appeals court back in July denied the FTC a preliminary injunction to stop the deal from going ahead. Without this injunction in place, Bloomberg reports that it's unlikely the FTC will be able to stop Microsoft and Activision Blizzard from closing out the deal before the October 18th deadline, though technically the FTC can continue to challenge the deal even after it closes. Quote, the FTC continues to believe this deal is a threat to competition, and quote, an FTC spokesperson said. In response to the news, Activision Blizzard exec Lulu Chang Mazervi said, quote, we are focused on working with Microsoft toward closing. How the FTC uses limited taxpayer resources is their decision, end quote. A Microsoft spokesperson added, quote, we still anticipate that we will close the transaction by October 18th, and we have full confidence in our case and the deal's benefit to gamers and competition, end quote. In the UK, the Competition and Markets Authority, or CMA, provisionally approved the takeover last week after Microsoft submitted a restructured deal to appease the regulator. As a result, the CMA said this new deal, quote, substantially, end quote, addressed previous concerns and, quote, opens the door to being cleared, end quote. <sighs> Another slight curveball to the deal, but seemingly not so. I am certainly no expert, but as reading the tea leaves on Twitter from many people that know much, much, much more than me, it seems like this isn't really going to impact anything with the deal, and we can certainly still expect it to close by the October 18th deadline. Now that we are finally in October, is this the final month of reporting on this? God, I hope so. Number two, Xbox just made it easier to upload your clips to OneDrive. Taylor Lyles at IGN writes, Xbox announced another September update for its consoles, the option for players to automatically have their screenshots and captured game footage uploaded to OneDrive. In a new Xbox Wire blog post, players will be able to set up a OneDrive to automatically receive captures by clicking the Xbox Home button and heading to My Games and Apps, See All, Apps, and Captures. In the Captures section, a prompt reads, Tell Me More. It will allow them to set up their future captures to go automatically to OneDrive instead of manually adding their content to the file hosting service. Microsoft's gaming arm goes on to explain how it is overhauling how it stores your favorite gaming moments with clips and screenshots stored on the Xbox network, which will be deleted after 90 days. But Xbox notes it will notify you if anything currently stored on its network is about to be deleted just in case you want to transfer the content elsewhere. Automatically having your console upload clips to OneDrive is super convenient for those who would like to capture their greatest moments, from a sick killstreak in Halo Infinite to an epic spaceship fight they won in Starfield. More importantly, it makes obtaining those clips much easier to transfer onto your PC or mobile device and share them online on social media apps. This is especially helpful for X, formerly known as Twitter, since earlier this year Xbox disabled console screenshots and clip sharing on the platform directly. I love that they're making this easier for anyone who likes to record their game clips. I certainly have a number of clips from over the years that I love to revisit. 
specifically memory of a friend of mine who was trying to take down Crota back in the early Destiny days and just failing time and time again. Number 3. Star Wars Jedi actor confirms Respawn is working on a third game. Tom West at True Achievements writes, If you've polished off the Star Wars Jedi Survivor achievements and are looking forward to another adventure in a galaxy far, far away, you might be pleased to know that Respawn Entertainment is working on the next Star Wars Jedi game as we speak. Following the news that Star Wars Jedi director Stig Amundsen has left Respawn Entertainment, it looks like EA is pushing on with the series. When appearing on a panel at Akala Comic Con via VGC, Cal Kestis actor Cameron Monaghan confirmed that a new game is in the works. Quote, we are working on a third and we're in the process of doing that right now, end quote, Monaghan said. Quote, that's a big undertaking and there have been some conversations so far, but hopefully when all things are said and done, we'll be able to go in and make something really cool, end quote. Learning that a new Star Wars Jedi sequel is in development so soon after the announcement of Asmussen's departure comes as quite a surprise. Back in February, Asmussen said that he, quote, always wanted to see this Star Wars Jedi as a trilogy, end quote, and that it was a pretty safe bet that Unreal Engine 5 would be used for the sequel. Whether Asmussen's departure from the studio and the development of the Star Wars Jedi sequel are linked is unconfirmed. Earlier this month, an EA spokesperson told Bloomberg that Asmussen's departure from Respawn was so that the developer could pursue other adventures. All we can hope is that Respawn has a clear vision for the upcoming sequel, and that Asmussen's absence doesn't negatively affect the series. This really comes as no surprise, but it's still good to know that they are officially working in it, although they have not officially confirmed the sequel. Stick Asmussen, the game director for the first two, certainly is going to be a big departure from the series, but I do have faith in Respawn, they have not let us down thus far, and I can't wait for the third game in this series. Number 4, Banisher's Ghost of New Eden delayed to avoid other big game releases. George Yang at IGN writes, Don't Nod and Focus Entertainment have announced that Banisher's Ghost of New Eden has been delayed to February 13, 2024. The game was originally supposed to launch on November 7th this year. Don't Nod CEO Oscar Gilbert and Focus Entertainment Managing Director John Burt were upfront about their reason to delay the game, which was to avoid clashing with the heavy release schedule in the coming months. Quote, we have decided to postpone the release of this new franchise by three months as the market is experiencing an intense release cycle for AAA titles on PC and consoles at the end of the year, end quote, they said in a joint statement. Quote, we are convinced that a commercial release of Banisher's Ghost of New Eden during a less saturated period will give it the attention it deserves, end quote. Banisher's Ghost of New Eden isn't the only game that was delayed out of the fall 2023 season due to the same reason. Earlier this month, THQ Nordic announced that it was pushing the Alone in the Dark remake from its October 25th release date to January 16th, 2024, in order to avoid releasing closely to games like Alan Wake 2 and Marvel's Spider-Man 2. This is very smart to see, hopefully it gives them even more time to polish this game, which does look pretty promising. I trust and don't nod, I love Life is Strange, granted I haven't tried some of their other games, but I am willing to give this game a shot, it looks really cool, the combat looks fun, and I'm just excited to see more games being smart about their release dates versus being cannibalized by all the major releases coming out this year. Speaking of delays, number 5. City Skylines 2 delayed on Xbox Series X and S into 2024. Sean Carey at your achievements writes, Console players, it looks like you're going to have to wait a while until you can start popping those City Skyline 2 achievements as the upcoming City Builder, which is due to join Xbox Game Pass on day one, has been delayed on Xbox Series X and S and PS5 to Spring 2024. Quote, we are hard at work preparing the game for our release on October 24th, end quote, reads a post from the publisher on the Paradox Forum. Quote, while doing so, we have realized that we need more time to reach the quality targets we have set for console. As we want to provide the best experience for our players, we are updating the release window for PS5 and Xbox to Spring 2024. The additional time allows us to focus on matching the quality and performance across all platforms, end quote. In an FAQ post, Paradox states that pre-orders will be automatically refunded and that no action is needed to trigger a refund. 
City Skylines 2 is described as the most realistic city builder ever by Paradox thanks to its deeper simulation models, dynamic weather and seasons, and decisions that shape the lives of your citizens. While it's a shame it won't be coming to Xbox consoles next month, Paradox has clarified that the Windows version of City Skyline 2 will still launch on October 23rd and it will be available with PC Game Pass on the same day. At least PC players will be able to enjoy, during a very, very busy October, the most realistic city builder ever, apparently. Console players, you're gonna have to wait till at least next spring. And number 6. Sega cancels Creative Assembly's Hyenas. Wesley Impool at IGN writes. Sega has cancelled Hyenas, the multiplayer extraction shooter in development at UK studio Creative Assembly. Issuing a warning to investors that will record a loss for the financial year, Sega said, quote, Profitability has been lowered mainly in European bases, end quote. As a result, it has implemented, quote, structural reforms aimed at increasing efficiency, end quote, and reviewed in development games. Quote, we have made the difficult decision to cancel some titles under the development as well to reduce the fixed expenses, end quote, Sega said. Quote, in response to the lower profitability of the European region, we have reviewed the title portfolio of each development base in Europe, and the resulting action will be to cancel hyenas and some unannounced titles under development, end quote, Sega continued. Quote, accordingly, we will implement a write-down of work in progress for titles under development, end quote. A source close to Creative Assembly told IGN the entire hyena studio now faces redundancy, but staff expect massive cuts across the company. Staff were told the news this morning, September 28th, at the same time Sega issued its statement. The cancellation of Hyenas so close to release comes as a surprise to staff, IGN was told, although internally there was concern that the game would fail to do well. Hyenas, announced last summer, resurfaced on August 16th with a new gameplay trailer showing chaotic zero-g heist action. Hyenas was described as a hero-based multiplayer extraction shooter that pit five teams of three against each other, and NPC security teams known as MRFs. The idea was to seal pop culture memorabilia from plunder ships. Oof, this is a tough industry. It's sad to see a game so close to release be cancelled, and it's so confusing that they wouldn't just release it, even if it was free to play given all the investment and work that was done. Being so close to release, it's just shocking and heart goes out to anyone who lost their jobs. However, when you look at the game, it just has that Fortnite-esque hero-based shooter. I mean, was this going to do anything? It's really hard to say, but the odds were against it. As always, we end our show with a fun fact about Xbox. And credit to Statista Xbox 360 sales. Let's talk about them. So as of July of 2022, 85.8 million Xbox 360s had been sold around the world. North America performed exceptionally well with 47.17 million units, with 25.08 million sold units Europe came in second. Finally, 1.66 million units were sold in Japan, and 11.9 million were sold in the rest of the world. The Xbox 360 is foundational for me in terms of my gaming experience of becoming a hardcore gamer. Obviously coming out in high school, some of my best gaming memories with friends were in Xbox Live Party Chats, Halo 3, Gears of War 2, all of the Call of Duty games. I mean, the list goes on. Such a special time. Thank you all for listening to the Xbox and 10 podcast, your weekly source of Xbox gaming news covered in around 10 minutes. If you like the show, please subscribe to your favorite podcast service, share with your friends, leave a review, and follow on all social media at Xbox and 10. This past week, I finished a lot of games. First up was Spider-Man Remastered on PS5, followed by Spider-Man Miles Morales. Two of just some of the most enjoyable gaming experiences I have ever had. Cannot wait for the second one. And continued my adventure in Starfield. The one I did last night was the Mantis Quest. If you haven't done it yet, definitely don't miss it. My name is Brandon Rosie. You can follow me on Xbox at Brosa93. Hope you all have a great week. Stay safe and keep on gaming.